Kings this morning. The book of Second Kings uh, is where we'd like to invite your attention this morning. We uh, Once again, we'd like to give a shout out to our church in Liberia, um, Pastor Anthony. Um, we are thankful and grateful they are in the process of building. Uh, we want to uh, ask that uh, we continue to pray for them since they are in a, in a, a process of building. They've already purchased land and um, now they're in the process of trying to build. And it's amazing when you don't have very much of anything, you, you're still seeking to, to do what needs to be done. <clears throat> but they also, as we had sent some funds over uh, for, for them in doing their planting season, they're going to plant a garden as well that can give them the resources and some finances to help them not only feed the congregation, but also resources to help with the, the building project. So we're thankful for that. And we're thankful we'll give a shout out to all of those uh, <clears throat> that... Um, uh, uh, in the, uh, with the um, uh, social media and, and technology and the airways to those that are listening uh, through sermon.net and we just praise God for it um, also through iTunes and Apple Store people are listening and uh, usually when we don't uh, for whatever reason uh, not there uh, we always seem to get a call won't know what happened amen we also like to acknowledge uh, Brother Sh uh, Deacon Sean too uh, he's working you know, uh, he's on one of them crazy jobs, just like everybody else. You know, sometimes they pool on Sundays, you know. But uh, God's will, we're going to believe that soon, you know, he'll be able to uh, have a few more Sundays. And so he'll be able to get him some rest. Amen. Going to Second Kings chapter number 5. 2 Kings chapter number 5. Father, we thank you now. We pray, Father God, in the name of Jesus, that you just use me for your glory. We pray now, Father God, in the name of Jesus, that you allow me to disrobe and you enroll me, Father God. And let nothing come from my mouth be except for your words. And God, we thank you for it now. We ask for an anointing, Lord God, let it rest, Father God, for me. And God, just use me for your glory. We thank you for it right now in Jesus' name. Amen and amen, amen. Our topic this morning is called the condition. The condition. The condition. I had already prepared a, uh, a message a few uh, well a week or so ago. At least I thought, and uh, <clears throat> I was going to be preaching about the gospel. I thought, but a couple of days ago, maybe three days ago, God changed it, and while I was praying, and so I had to follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. I don't know how many ministers there are when you begin to you minister that you find out that what you may have prepared does not necessarily mean. Uh, God won't change uh, all that you've done. Amen. So we want to make sure that, that uh, uh, we, uh, we uh, uh, understand that. And for those children, um, the younger kids, and, and I don't know if you show chooses, uh, they have class back there with uh, uh, Miss Monica. I forgot to announce that for Miss Monica and JJ. Uh, <clears throat> so we're thankful and we're grateful. Amen. Yes, ma'am. Amen. So we're, we're thankful and grateful. <clears throat> and as God do what he's going to do in this house, you know, things, we will see things evolving, right? So we're going to talk about the condition this morning. We, last week we talked about the falsehood of religion. And now we're going to talk about the condition in the book of Second Kings chapter number 5, beginning at verse number 1. Are we there? Amen. All right, chapter number 5 of verse number 1 says, Now Naaman is captain of the host of the king of Syria. He was a great man with his master, and he was honorable because by him the Lord had given deliverance unto Syria. He was also a mighty man in valor, but he had a problem. He was a leper. He was a leper. Now, the name Naaman means agreeable or beautiful. And here we find that, that he has a condition. But normally the type of condition that he had, he would not be allowed to be in the position that he's in. Okay? Now, the Bible identifies something about him. See, sometimes we can, be, we can be used, but yet we can stay in a condition not realizing God has a, a, a greater uh, flight for our condition if we are listening to the Holy Spirit. Even though he had a condition, the Bible says he was great with his master. He was, and then it says he was honorable, yet he had a condition. And then it says that 
And the reason why, because the Lord had given him uh, deliverance over the enemy. So that's why he uh, was allowed to be in that condition. But he also says he was a mighty man of valor. In other words, that word valor means he had a keen sense of where danger was. So oftentimes people will use you uh, and just in the condition that you're in. However, God has something else here he wants to reveal to us about the condition. Now, let's look at St. Luke chapter number 17 and let's, let's learn about the leper, okay? Uh, and, and it's not what we think it is, even though it, it is a skin disease uh, at, at one point, but when we dig into the scripture, we'll find that it is more spiritual than physical. St. Luke chapter number 17. St. Luke. Now, we're going to keep our place in 2 Kings as well. Now, St. Luke chapter number 17. We want to deal with this, these lepers. St. Luke chapter number 17. Okay, are we there? St. Luke chapter number 17. And we're going to begin reading at verse number 12. Verse number 12, St. Luke chapter number 17. It says, and as he entered, talking about Jesus, and as he entered into a certain village... There met him ten men that were lepers which stood where afar off because they could not come in contact with people because of their condition. Okay? Now, verse number three says, And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, which is the power and wisdom of God, said, Master, have mercy on us. At least they had enough sense to cry out for mercy. Even in the midst of their condition, they cried out for mercy. Now, uh, we have to understand, during this time, they were still under the law, okay? The effect of the law was still going on. Now, verse number 14 says this, and, and watch this, watch, watch the word. It says, and when he saw them, Jesus, when he saw them, he said unto them, Go show yourself unto the priest." But I thought they had a physical condition. Why go show yourself to the priest when you need a doctor, when you need a physician? So that lets me know that their condition was not just physical, but it was spiritual. Okay? Before anything can be manifest in the natural, that means it has to first be in the spiritual. Okay? So he says to them, he says, go show yourself unto the priest. Watch this. It says... And it came to pass that as they what? As they went, they were cleansed. You see, God is a progressive God. We can't just sit still in our condition. We have to keep moving. Because the Bible says, as they went, I mean process, as they went, they were cleansed. See, it was by faith. See, once God told them to go show themselves to the priest, they knew what the Levitical law said. So, but the Bible says that as they went, see, if you keep on going, no matter what kind of condition you, you're in, sooner or later you'll be cleansed. Amen? Sooner or later you'll be cleansed. Because, see, you're operating in faith. You're believing God. But whatever situation that you may face, you are believing God. By faith, things are going to change. Amen? Does anybody need any changes in their life? Amen. So God said, if you keep moving, you stay with God, and God said, after a while, when you look up, you'll be cleansed from whatever that situation is. You'll be delivered. Amen? He says, as they went, he said, they were cleansed. Interesting. They were cleansed. Now, understand something. There's a difference between um, being cleansed and being healed. Big difference. Okay? Now, verse 15 says, and one of them, when he saw that he was what? Healed. Turned back with a loud voice and he glorified God. You know, God does work in everybody's life, but everybody does not come back and tell him thank you. Amen. Everybody does not come back and tell God thank you when he does some great mighty things in our life. Amen. We like to keep it secret. See, we're supposed to um, glorify God. We're supposed to magnify God. When God set us free and deliver us, we've got a testimony. Amen. Amen. So what happened is only one, it, but it was ten of them. Now, only one came back, and they said, with a loud voice. He wasn't ashamed, but he glorified God. And verse 16 says, watch this. And he fell down on his face at his feet, 
giving him thanks, and he was a Samaritan. Now, the Samaritans are the ones that they call dogs. You know, and, and I guess you want to say in our, our, our uh, generation, in our life, we would like to call them low-lifers. But see, he had enough sense to know that it was God that healed. It was God that set him free. But the other nine, the mother religious folk, the mother self-righteous folk, they didn't even come back to tell God, thank you. But the very one that, that they knew God had done something in their life, he came back and he, he fell upon his face. He, in other words, he began to operate in the spirit of humility. He, he, he fell before God and he began to give God thanks, you know, and he began to glorify God's name. See, that's how we're supposed to do. Whenever God would do some things in our life, we need to fall on our face before God, not before man, but fall on our face before God and begin to tell God, thank you, because only we know what our condition has been. Amen? The man don't really know, but God knows. And you know. So you begin to fall on your face before God and tell God, God, I thank you. Because see, sometimes when we don't tell God I thank you, well, he might size the whole up. <laughs> and what happens inside the whole up? That means we're back on the waiting list again, right? But, but, but he had a thankful spirit. He had a grateful spirit. That's the kind of spirit that we're supposed to have today before the Lord. We should have a, grace, a grateful spirit, a thankful spirit, a spirit of gratitude. Amen? But he was very thankful. And watch what happens here in verse 17. Verse 17 says, And Jesus answering said, Were there not ten cleansed? <laughs> Were there not ten? God said, Didn't I work in some other people's lives too? Is what he's saying. Didn't I work in some other folks' lives? But, but, but they didn't come back to tell me thank you. But the very one that he thought, now, that was the one that came back to say thank you. So, so he says this now. He said, Wait a minute. And he says, Were there not ten cleansed? But he says, where are the nine? So God is looking for somebody to come back and tell him thank you today for what he's done in your life. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Now, now then it goes on, verse 18 says, They are not found that return to give glory to God, save the stranger. And he said unto him, Arise, watch this, Arise, go thy way, by what? By faith hath made thee whole. Now, the word whole there also means healed. You see, the nine got cleansed, but they didn't get a continual, they got complete wholeness. See, we want to be whole in every area or arena of our life, spiritually, physically, and financially. Amen? But see, it all goes back to your faith and your gratefulness unto God. Amen? Now, let's go to the Old Testament and try to understand a little bit more about this disease called this leper so we can understand about Naaman, okay? Now, let's go to the book of Leviticus, Old Testament. Old Testament, the book of Leviticus. The book of Leviticus in the Old Testament. Amen? Leviticus chapter number 14. We'll understand about this cleansing and about, about being made whole. Because we have to understand, see, that, that even today we still have people that we call, we think they're, they're off limits. But nobody is off limits to God. Amen? You know, man may put people aside and say they're off limits, but God never puts us off limits. And there's a reason why. Amen? All right, Leviticus chapter number 14. Are we there? Leviticus chapter number 14, beginning at verse number 1. Verse number 1. We're talking about the condition. Now, verse 1 in chapter 14, the book of Leviticus, it says, and this has to do with the law for cleansing leopards, okay? And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, This shall be the law of the leper. In the day of his cleansing, he shall be brought unto the priest. Well, you, once again now, you think... Leopard, in those days, it was a skin condition, okay? But we can look beyond that and see it's, it's more than a skin condition. It's a, oh, I hear your Holy Spirit. It's a heart condition. <laughs> it's a heart condition is what it is in today. It's a heart condition. And verse number two, uh, two, the three says, And the priest shall go forth out of the camp, and the priest shall look, and behold, if the plague of leprosy be healed in the leper, then shall the priest command to take from him that is to be cleansed two birds alive and clean, and see the wood scarlet and hyssop. Verse number five. 
and the priest shall command that one of the birds be killed in an earthen vessel over running water. One is to be killed. It's symbolic of something. Now verse number 6 says, As for the living bird, he shall take it and the cedar wood and the scarlet and the hyacinth, and he shall dip them and the living bird in the blood of the bird that was killed over the running water. Here is, here is a, a picture of the death, uh, the death of Jesus Christ and the salvation he brings to mankind. Because had it not been for the shedding of the blood, then none of us would be able to be saved. Amen? So here it is in the Old Testament. is a picture of what our Savior Jesus Christ did for us. Now verse number 7 says, And he shall sprinkle unto him that is to be cleansed from the leprosy. How many times? Seven times. Key. Remember that. And shall pronounce him clean and shall let the living bird loose into the open field. You see, when Christ died on the cross, okay, then what happened, we were set free because he took on our sins. It was by the shedding of the blood of Jesus Christ. That is why the blood is so powerful. See, we don't understand about the blood because if we understood about the blood and how powerful it was, Satan could not even touch us. Amen? Because the blood, it was the blood that cleansed us. It's already done. Now, here is the problem that's dealing with the condition uh, of mankind. Let's go back to 2 Kings uh, chapter number 5. All right? Now, he's been used. He's got a condition. Uh, God used him. Okay? Now, verse number 2 uh, and, and verse and ch uh, 2 Kings chapter number 5. Verse number 2. Are we there? We're going back to 2 Kings chapter number 5. Talking about the condition. Now, verse 2 says... And the Syrian had gone out by companies and had brought away captive out of the land of Israel a little maid, and she waited on Naaman's wife. Now, God will always put somebody in your life that has a greater faith than you. Because sometimes our faith doesn't take us uh, to a place where we can see that we can be healed or delivered. Amen. We're willing to settle for that condition because it gave, gave us a little bit of prestige, right? So he has, even though he had a condition and he was not supposed to be operating where he was, and, and he, he was a captain. That means he had been promoted. But there was something about his gifting that they wanted to use, okay? So they settled for that. Now, but when he goes in, 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 into war, he, he, he takes on, he finds this little maid is what the Bible says. Somebody that's insignificant. You know, some, sometimes somebody that's insignificant can, can show us something, right? Thank you, Holy Spirit. I, I, one of the prime examples that the Lord showed us this morning was baby Jonathan. Baby Jonathan walked up to minister uh, Tom, minister Ballinger, and took his envelope, which means he was observing all this time what's been going on. So he takes his envelope, and he goes and he puts it in the basket. Now, you would think a child, and I think baby Jonathan might be three, I don't know if he's four years old, but you would think that a child would not be that observant. But he knew whether he didn't take that money and put it in his pocket. He knew that money went in the basket. And see, when Minister Tom wanted it back, he didn't want to give it back. But his mama knew she got, had to give him some money, so he knew he was supposed to put something in the basket, right? So, in our, to, to our little, our little carnal minds, we may have thought that was cute or insignificant. But he was really giving us a message. Amen. Ouch. If, we, if it hurts. Ouch. Okay. Out of the mouth of babe is what the word says. Come perfect praise. Out of the mouth of babe. See, he was demonstrating. So, here it is. He's talking about a little maid. He captures a little maid. Now, verse number, uh, number three says... And she said unto her mistress, Would God, my Lord, were with the prophet that is in Samaria, for he would recover him of his leprosy. See, she shows up on the scene, but automatically she sees something different. She didn't see what people already see, or that was already present. So she saw beyond that. She saw him totally whole. That's amazing. She was, but she was a person of insignificance. 
but she saw him whole. She said, now, if he could meet my, my, the prophet, and he needs to go to Samaria in order to meet that prophet, said, now, I know he'll be made whole. He, he, he needs to go, go to a different route, go down a different road, okay? Now, and verse number four says, and one man, you're going to always have somebody that's going to be eavesdropping. But this time it was a good eavesdropping, okay? Now, verse uh, um, uh, uh, number four says, and Anne warned one in and told his Lord, saying, Thus and thus said the maid that is of the land of Israel. That means she stood out from the rest of them, okay? Now, verse number five says this, And the king of Syria says, Go to, and I will send a letter. Now, watch, watch what happens now. When you get a revelation from God, and God says, okay, you can be healed. We don't, we don't want to do it God's way. Now, watch what happens. He goes and he talks to Naaman, okay? Now, Naaman means agreeable. It also means beautiful. So, so he talks to him, and, and this is what he does. And the king of Syria says, go to, go, and I will send a letter unto the king of Israel. And he departed, and he took with him ten talents of silver, and six thousand pieces of gold, and ten changes of raiment, hmm, clothing. In other words, he thought he could buy he could buy his healing. Some folks think you can buy your salvation. Some folks think they can buy them way their way into heaven. It doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way. It's either God's way or no way. You know, you either choose to go God's way and enter into the pearly gates, or you can choose your way and enter up in, in the gates of hell. Amen. So we, we still have to do it God's way, right? So here he is. He thought he could buy. It. He thought he thought he could buy his way for his healing, his deliverance. But no, that doesn't work that way. Now, watch verse six. Now this, 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 he goes to the king of Israel. The king. Now he ain't stupid either. It says, verse number 6, in, in 2 Kings chapter number 5, it says, And he brought the letter to the king of Israel, saying, Now, when this letter is coming to thee, behold, I have therewith to Naaman my servant to thee, that thou mayest recover him of his leprosy. That's the problem. Man goes to man thinking man can deliver them. Man cannot deliver man. That was his first mistake. He went to the wrong source. See, that's why you got to go to God, Jesus Christ. He is the only source. He's the only one that can bring forth the healing or deliverance that we need. Amen. So here he is now. Now he tried to buy his way. So he goes there and, and he he's asking for man to heal him or set him free from his condition. Man can't do that. I don't care. It doesn't matter. What, what we're facing in life, only God can do what needs to be done in our life. Man can't do that. Man can't do that. Man don't have the power. Amen. Amen. And that's why sometimes, you know, I, I kind of get kind of comical. It does get kind of comical. Sometimes when they can zap you and everybody fall out at one time, it's always on primetime TV. You know, I, 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 you know, I, I, I get kind of, I get a laughter. You know, a thousand people at one time fall out. By the way, I was in a service one time like that. I went to a Benny Hinn service, you know, and I'm up there, and I'm at that point now, you know, and he's, he just did that number right there, and we all, woo, you know, we all did that, you know. It was a, there was a whole lot of them up, up in the congregation. You know, it, it, it was at the Bilo Center is where we went. So you can imagine how many folks fell down, you know. Every, every level went, woo, 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 that's how we went. <laughs> Until I learned better, amen. Praise God, amen. Now, not saying that God can't do that. Now, God you, people can lay hands on the sick and they will recover. I've seen that. I've witnessed that too. Now, I have to show you both sides of the coin. But it's God that does it and not man. Now, I've seen blind eyes open. Amen. I saw a 16-year-old girl uh, uh, lay hands on people that could not uh, hear or speak. And they began to speak. And, and then their ears became open. They began to hear. So I know God can. I know he can use man. But he didn't use it on prime time TV. Amen. He did it a different time. At, his, at God's convenience, at God's timing. Amen. Amen. And it wasn't everybody that, that got delivered that day. Amen. Amen. Praise God. So we don't want to be crazy now. Amen. So we want to know, every, we want to know everything. Now, look at verse number 7. Now, here he goes. He's been trying to pay his way to get what he wants. Amen. Now, verse number 7 says, And it came to pass when the king of Israel had read the letter, that he read his clothes and said, Am I God to kill and to make alive. At least this man did have some sense. Okay? That this man do a sin unto me to recover a man of his leprosy. 
Wherefore consider, I pray you, and see how he seeth, seeketh a quarrel against me. See, there comes a time we got to recognize no matter how God can use somebody, we don't want to steal glory from God. We want to make sure we acknowledge, okay, God, God has done this thing. But here the king knew when this man sent him all those gifts and that letter, wanting him to recover uh, Naaman from that, that condition he was in, he knew, hey, no, I don't have that kind of power. And so that let me know he didn't know God. Even though he might have been the king. Oh, I hear your Holy Spirit. Everybody claim Lord, Lord doesn't mean they're going in. Amen. So this king knew that he did not know God. The Bible lets us see that. He didn't know him because he didn't know what to do. But he wasn't stupid either. Now, he says, in other words, I'm not going to take glory from God. I'm not going to step up and pretend I can do something when I know that I can't. Amen. Because a lot of times that is what happens. We want to step into some arenas that we are not qualified for. Amen. And God did not know us for that position. See, you got to know, as my husband always said, you got to know your limitations. Amen. Yeah. I, I'm, one thing I do know, I'm a backup singer and I'm not a lead singer. Because I stay off key more than I stay on key. And I don't want to put myself out there looking stupid. Amen. And you will rest assured, folk will look at you when you're off key. Amen. And especially being the leader. So I, I, I know my position when it comes to that and I, I step back. Now, I can stand here and declare God's word, but I don't step out there. That's not, he didn't call me to do that. Amen. So you just got to know where your position is. And, and this king, he knew who his position was. Now, look at verse number 8. 2 Kings chapter number 5, verse number 8. It says, And it was so when Elisha, the man of God, heard that the king of Israel had rent his clothes, that he sent to the king, saying, Wherefore have thou rent thy clothes? Let him come now to me, and he shall know that there is a prophet in Israel. Now, one other thing that, that happened, the person that was eavesdropping didn't carry the news correctly. Because if you know, the maid told them that if he could just go uh, to the prophet in Samaria of Israel, then he would be able to be healed. But see, by him eavesdropping, he told him, go to the king. Well, that's not what the maid said. See, she said in that scripture, now she said, I, I wish that he would be able to, to go see the prophet. Amen? And then, but yet still, uh, uh, the eavesdropper took, yes, be careful what you carry. Oh, I hear you, Holy Spirit. You know, sometimes birds don't always sing correctly. Uh, have you ever somebody carried something to brought something to you? A bird. A bird. They won't tell you something. A bird. You know. <laughs> but by the time it gets to you, it wasn't as it was what the other person was saying. So you had to watch them birds, right? Because them birds, are tail, they're tail barriers. Those birds. They, they, you know, they, they, brace, they sow seeds of discord. Amen. So see, the bird didn't care the right news. Because see, what happened, there was, a, I hear you, Spirit, there was a delay in the healing of his condition. Because if he had went straight off where he was told to go, some of the things may not have happened. But he went the wrong direction because he got the wrong information. Be careful who, who is imparting into you because they just might give you some wrong information. Amen. <laughs> and then if you follow that wrong information, then you out there on your own. Amen. Yeah, be careful now. Now, 2 Kings chapter 5, looking at verse um, number 9. Verse number 9 says this. So Naaman, finally he gets it right. Because you always got a bird somewhere. All right. Number 9 says, So Naaman came with his horse. Here you come again. He came with his horses and with his chariots. And he stood at the door of the house of Elisha. Now, I wonder who did he think he was. <laughs> After he gets the right place to go, <laughs> right direction, now he comes with his almighty self. And there he is standing at the door as a prophet, like he's somebody. That, 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 that's another mistake. Amen. He got the wrong information. Now he's showing up like he's Mr. B. I'm the captain. I, I, you're supposed to heal me. Now, look, this is how self operates, y'all. I'm sure none of us operate this way, right? Well, we're going we're gonna to read this, okay? All right, now, the Bible says this, verse number 10. And Elisha sent a messenger unto him, saying, Go and wash in Jordan. How many times? 
seven times. You remember, upon the Levitical uh, uh, law, he says, he has to be dipped seven times in the blood. Amen. He says, go and wash in Jordan. Now, Jordan is that spiritual stream of life. He says, go wash in Jordan. Hmm. Seven times. And thy flesh shall come again to thee, and thou shalt be clean. He's given instructions, right? He's been given instructions. Now, look at verse number 11. How do we respond when God gives us instructions when we have a prayer request? Now, this is how Naaman responded. Verse number 11 says, But Naaman was what? What? Meaning he was angry. And then he went away. Now, he was the one who wanted the healing. He was given the message of how to be healed. But Naaman was angry. He went away and said, Behold, I thought, oh, I, I thought he would surely come out to me, look like a whole lot of self, don't it? And stand and call on the name of the Lord, his God, his God, and strike his hand over the place and recover the leper. I looked at it, I said, God, what are you saying? What was his problem? He said, he was full of pride. He wants a healing, but he wants it his way. He says now, he goes there, he's getting the instructions. You, you go into that spiritual stream of life, which is joy. You, you go that way. And when you do it, when you do it seven times, see, the, the first time you go and ask God for things, he may, not, he may not respond right then. So he said, go back seven times. So, in other words, God said, I'm going to see how persistent you are in asking me for what you want as far as deliverance. He said, some of us, we'll give up too quick. When we don't see it, when we want it, we will give up right quick. No, no. And this has got to be God, God's way. Now, watch the spirit of pride. See, pride will keep us from doing it God's way. He, he gave him instruction. Now, he said, you go, you go dip yourself in, in the Jordan. Seven, life, will, life will allow you to be dipped life. <laughs> but you, you're going to be dipped until God gets through. Because see what he's trying to do? He's trying to get that pride out of you. See, God can't deal with pride. He can't, he can't deal with pride. But, but that's what, oh, has it, has, has it ever been to the point wherein we've been in the same place over and over and over and over? Huh? Have you ever asked yourself why why am I still in the same place, in the same predicament? Have we ever asked ourselves that? Yeah. Maybe it's just that we didn't learn the lesson the first time. And so when we didn't learn the lesson the first time, as many times that, that that cycle needs to take place or that lesson needs to be learned, until we get it, we'll keep on going round and round the merry-go-bush. Yeah, I mean, that's what happens now. But, but we, he, he, that, that spirit of pride has to be broken because, see, he needs to be humbled. You know, the Bible says, uh, 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 when we humble ourselves in the sight of God, He will lift us up. See, the most time man wants to exalt themselves. And see, that's that I syndrome. When we want to do exaltation of who we are. Because you know now, He came to the prophet wanting to be healed, but He wasn't humble enough. He just stepped up and said, well, surely I thought He was done this and done that, and He would laid His hands on me and slap some more and done all that. But... But, but see, that, that's not the way it's supposed to be. See, see, see because we've got to do it God's way and not our way. Amen? Now, look, look, what, he, look what he says. You know? Now, and he says in verse number 12. Verse 12 says, now he's speaking, name it. He says, Are not uh, Abner and, and Papar rivers of Damascus better than all the waters of Israel? Now, that first river, the meaning of it, it means to be made of stone. In other words, it's unbreakable. It's uh, uh, unbreakable. And, and, and the second one, proper means, uh, it, it means having a, uh, being fruitful, uh, a river that produces. So he wanted to go to a, a different kind of place than what God wanted him to go. In other words, he wanted to go to that place where everything was already made ready for him. He didn't want to go through that process of being broken. Because the Bible says, uh, a contrite and a broken heart is the one that God honors. See, we have to be broken. See, if we're not broken, we will never submit to God. We won't submit. So in order to be submitted, so to submit to God, we have to be broken. We have to, well, what do we have to be broken of? We've got to be broken of self. 
itself. It's self that sits on the throne of our hearts and do not want to do it God's way. See, he wanted a healing, but he didn't want to do it God's way. He wanted to tell, tell God, he wanted to pick and choose how he wanted his healing. We cannot pick and choose how God's going to bring us up out of the condition that we're in. We just have to follow the instructions of the Lord. Amen? So he didn't want to follow the instructions of God. So here he is. Who are we to tell God how to do a thing in our life? Who are we to tell God, God, well, won't you do it this way? I believe this works. He's the creator. We're the creatures. He knows more than we do. He knows our thoughts from afar. No matter where we make our bed, whether it be in heaven or whether it be in hell. I mean, if we go to the ultimate part of the sea, God says, I know where you are. He said, I know your thoughts before you think your thoughts. I know your actions before you before you do your act. God already knows. So who are we to tell him how to do something in our life? Because God knows what it takes to do for all of us. Amen. He knows what it takes. He, he knows we need to come to a place of humility. Amen. As we wouldn't be asking that question. But but he chooses the place where he wants. Now, the latter part of twelve says, Now, better than all the all the rivers of Israel. May I not wash in them and be cleansed. Well, that's not what God told them to do. See, we, we do the same thing, don't we? When, when God tells us what we need to do, we decide, no, I won't do it that way, God. I, I won't go over here and do this this way. Anybody been getting to reroute God's plan for our life? I've done it. And you saw the results, right? And we've seen the results by rewriting God's plan. Then the Bible says, look at this, the latter part where, so he turned and he went away in rage. How many of us has gotten angry when God did not do it the way we wanted it done? He got, the Bible says he went away in rage. That means he was mad, mad. He went away in rage because he did not want to do it God's way. Because see, the fact that we, if we can remember in the very first verse in chapter number 5, he was acceptable in that condition that he was in. But what he failed to realize, that he didn't have to remain in that condition. That's why you always have to surround yourself with people of faith. Okay? People, when you surround your people of faith now, they can see something that you don't see. See, that little maid, they, she saw him being healed if he could get to the right person that knew God. Everybody don't know God. So you can't go everywhere to asking somebody to give you some directions for your life. That's why you have to be careful who you lay hands on you because you don't know what kind of spirits they got. Amen. You got to be careful who you bring in your circle because you don't know what kind of spirits you're bringing into your circle. Amen. So you got you got to be very careful now. But he went away in anger. He's in anger. Now, verse number 13 says, And his servant came near and spake unto him and said, My father... If the prophet had bid thee to do something great thing, wouldst thou not have done it? See, he wanted that glamour. You know, if they had told him to do something great and big so he can shine, then he would have done that. But this right here, he didn't want to go dip. See, to him, the, uh, in, in, the, in the river Jordan, he considered that to be nasty. He didn't want to be there. Now, he, didn't want to be, he didn't want to be there. But here is somebody in the group said, listen, won't you just do it God's way? If you do it God's way, you're going to have to keep on going round and round and round. Just, just do it God's way. Then he says, my father and the prophet had bid thee to do something great. Wouldst thou not have done it? How much rather then when he said to thee, wash and be clean. That seemed to be a very simple uh, instruction to do. Wash. And when you do it God's way, allow the blood of Jesus to, to, to be sprinkled upon us. Allow, allow us to, to be dipped into the blood. Then we are cleansed. Then 14 says, then. See, somebody, sometimes somebody else has to talk to you. Because, see, sometimes we, we, you know, you get one-way minded. Anybody been stuck in their own thoughts and refuse to move? Uh, no matter what it looked like, we, we just stuck mm, like a statue. Just stuck, not going nowhere. But we don't want to hear sound counsel, you know. Now, we'd rather be stuck. Well, but so God has to send somebody that, that can speak. You know, if he can use a jackass, he can use anybody. Amen. He can use anybody. So then it says, verse, verse 14, Then when he, when he downed and dipped himself seven times in Jordan. 
See, not only does Jordan, Jordan means to descend. To descend means to go to a lower state. See, he was too high. He, he was so full of pride, he couldn't see. He was lost. And see, that's what pride would do. Pride would let, keep you thinking you're okay when you're really lost. But see, what happens is God had to allow him to go down. See, most times when people uh, call out to God, it's because they have gone down to a lower level. And they have no other alternative except to look up to God, amen, and cry out to God. So he had to descend. He had to go down. But watch what happens when he followed the instructions, okay? Then when he down and he dipped himself seven times in Jordan, according to what? The saying of the man of God. Then he did exactly what he was instructed. And then the Bible says this, And his flesh came again like unto a child of a little child, and he was cleansed. The Bible says, unless we become like little children, he said we cannot, in, we cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Children are humbled that they will receive small ones. Let me put it that way. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go there. <laughs> you know, some little bitty ones, they, sometimes they get crazy too. But, 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 but the thing is, the Bible says, unless we humble ourselves like little children, we can in no wise enter into the kingdom of God. So when he humbled himself and that spirit of pride was broken, then he was made clean from the condition that he had. He no longer was a leper. He was cleansed. Now, got to be careful when God does some things in your life now. You have to be very, very careful. Now, looking at verse number 15, it says this. And he returned to the man of God after he followed instruction. He returned, he followed instruction. He and all of his company, they came and they stood before him. And he said, Behold, now I know that there is no God in all the earth but in Israel. Now, therefore, I pray thee, take a blessing of thy servant. When God uses you, you be careful of, of, of the people who are coming and, and give you some things, okay? You have to be careful because, see, you got to make sure. We always say this here. Whatever happens, wherever God uses us, you make sure we give God the glory. Amen. God has to get the glory now, not, not man, but God. So he came back. I think it's his healing. You know, he, then at this point, he wants, to, he wants to give him something. He wants a blessing. Now, verse 16 says, But he said, As the Lord liveth before whom I stand, I will receive none. And he urged him to take it, but he refused. See, when people want to say, well, because you did this in my life, because you did, I want to bless you, I want to bless you, you know, you've got to learn to say no, because you know, can't nobody bless you like God. Now, see, man got limitations. <laughs> man has limitations how much they're going to give you. But God does not have any limitations, amen? He doesn't, he doesn't have limitations. But watch, watch this old servant here. You, you be careful now who, who's, who's that bird that sits around and wants to hear. Because he also, he sees, not only does he hear, but he also sees. And he also got a spirit of greed. He got a spirit of greed too. Now, now look at it. Now verse 17 says, And Naaman said, Shall there not then, I pray thee, be given uh, to thy servants two mules, a burden of, uh, uh, of the earth? For thy servant will henceforth offer neither burnt offering nor sacrifice unto other gods, but unto the Lord. In this thing the Lord pardoned the servant. That when my master goeth into the house of uh, uh, Ramon to worship there, and he leadeth on my hand. And then the Bible, I want to drop on down to, to verse number 20. Because now we're going to look at the prophet's servant. What they, in our day, they call it an arm barrier. Okay? Uh, you got, you know, got, you got the preachers out there, you know, and they got these little people. Oh, they call them arm barriers. And uh, they carry your Bible and... They, you know, they carry your coat and carry your hat and your scarf and all that, you know. And those are the ones that they say close to the, to the preacher, you know. That's what they say, okay. Now, watch, watch, watch them. Watch what the Word says about them. Verse number 20. Now, verse 20 says, But Gehazi, the servant of Elisha, the man of God. See, Elisha is the man of God. Now, he got a servant, but the servant got a problem too. The servant got a condition, Okay. He says, Behold, my master has spared Naaman this Syrian and not receiving at his hand that which he brought. But as the Lord liveth, 
I will run after him and take somewhat of him. In other words, that speed of greed, that spirit of greed is operating. See, that, that, that servant saw all that stuff that his master was going to get. So since the master turned it down, he decided he's going to get it. So all of a sudden he would start lying. Be careful who you got connected to you. Because they, they will use your name to get what they want. They will use your name. Now, verse 21 says, So Gehazi, he followed after Naaman, and when Naaman saw him running after him, he lighted down from the chair to meet him and said, Is all well? And he said, All is well. My master has sent me. That's the first lie. He lied on the master. Behold, even now there be come to me from Mount Ephraim two young men of the sons of the prophets. Give them, I pray thee, a talent of silver and two changes of government. Now he had to come up with a story. So he came up with a lie. Okay? Now, Naaman, I mean, uh, Elisha hadn't sent him to do anything. Okay? Now, verse 23 says, And Naaman said, Be content. Take two. You know, we'll take a little bit more. And he urged him, and he bound two talents of silver and two bags with two changes of garments, and he laid them upon two of his servants, and they bare them before him. Now, verse 24 says, And when he came to the tower, he took them from their hand and bestowed them in the house. And he let the men go, and they departed. In other words, he took the goods that he received, and he hid. But he thought nobody knew. That's why it's dangerous when you think we can get away with sin. Can't get away with sin and think nobody don't know. Because, see, God has an all-seeing eye. Amen? God has an all-seeing eye. So here he is now. He's crafty. He's cunning. He done lied on his master. Then took the goods that God, and he told, told God, no, I, I, can't, I can't have that. And, you know, it, all this glory belongs to God. I, I can't receive these blessings. But that, that servant who is, who, whose heart is not right, now here he is. He's lying on the master, and now he's got these goods, and he's hid these goods in his house. That's what sin will do. Sin will come into our house, and it will lie dormant, and it will hide itself. It will hide itself. And we all know when we do wrong, we will we'll hide, right? And it's ironic. Most of the time we want to hide from church folks. Well, and, that, and that's because of guilt. <laughs> because we think somebody else know. But see, that's the conviction of the Holy Spirit. Amen? That's conviction of the Holy Spirit. Now, watch how God exposes him. Now, verse number 25 says, But he went in. Now, he goes in now. The servant goes in. after he didn't lie. And he went in and he stood before his master, just like he had not done a thing. And Elisha said unto him, Whence cometh thou on Gehazi? And he said, Thy servant went nowhere. Oh, I don't know why I ain't done nothing, you know. I, I've been here all the time. Okay. Well, you don't know the Holy Spirit also has to all see and I. He knows us, okay. Verse 25 says, this is the danger of, of going in the wrong, wrong condition and receiving the condition that we have and not allowing God to cleanse us. Now, verse 26 says, and he said unto him, went not mine heart with thee, now, in other words, he took the heart of his master, and he goes to the enemy, and he tells him that, oh, I, I need this, my, you know, we need to take this, we need you to give us this. But the master knows because he's connected with God because he's, he's a man of God. That's why you have to be careful when you think you're lying to somebody that, you know, uh, 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 people of God, the, the Holy Spirit knows, amen? The Holy Spirit knows because he said, did not my heart go with you? Then he says, when the man turned again from his chariot to meet thee. In other words, God exposed the whole thing to Elisha. Then he says this, is it a time to receive, what's that next word? Money. And to receive garments and olive yours and vineyards and sheep and oxen, men service and men. He was letting him know, no, this is not the time for that. See, God has got to get the glory out of it. And see, when man put his hands in it, then it takes away the glory of God. But watch what happens when we begin to try to steal the glory of the Lord. And we take our own uh, condition of not allowing the Lord to break us. Watch what happens now when we begin to lie on the Holy Spirit. Verse number 27. The leprosy, therefore of Naaman, shall cleave unto thee and unto thy seed forever. And he went out from his presence of what? A leper as white as snow. 
what he, what he thought he had got away from, the same condition that his master had, not only did it come upon him, because see, it was, it was pronounced on him because of what he had done. You know, he had stepped in and, and stole some glory from God. But not only did he himself get that condition, that spirit of pride, but look at the latter part. And unto thy seed forever. In other words, whatever you're going to birth, that same thing that when we go and do wrong, it will fall on our children. That's heavy. That, 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 that is heavy. That same condition that Naaman had, now it's, it's, it's on the man of God's servant. It's on his servant now. Those that, that, that's connected with him. All because of the spirit of greed. And then he ends up, it falls on his offsprings. That is scary. That is scary. And the Bible says he left there a leopard as far as snow. So you know now, you know, of course they're going to look at him now. Because he wasn't a leopard before. Can you imagine being close to God and all of a sudden, when you're one way, all of a sudden you, you, you got this condition. Everybody can tell that you got this condition. <laughs> but the condition God can heal, that's the thing. The blood of Jesus can wash us whiter than snow. Amen. The blood of Jesus. So we have to be very careful in what we do, what we say, and how we go about it. Because it does not just affect just us, but it affects other people that are connected to us. And that thing can go on in generation from generation to generation. That is scary. That is scary. Amen. That is scary. Let's give God a hand clap of praise for his word. Amen. Amen, amen.